everybody. Welcome to City Girls Pod. And this is the show where we like to look at pack episodes of Sex in the City. And uh, we have so much fun. We are deep into season six. We're talking about episodes 11, 12, and 13. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Jax is here. Hello. How's it going? Really good. Rachel, we are, I cannot believe we're in season six. And I feel like all the, these are, we talked about this before. For that all the episodes that you and I watched on like TBS or TNT yeah. are now <laughs> we're ones. watching all yeah. of them out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're finally, we get, uh, we've gotten to the Alexander plot line, uh, where we're, we're in the finish line. We're getting there. It's almost done. It's done. <laughs> Oh my God. And we'll go back in time to Carrie Diaries. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Um, So the first episode we're going to talk about is called The Domino Effect. And uh, we have basically Carrie uh, going to dinner with Big and finding out that he is having angioplasty done, uh, that he's having a heart problem. And whenever it gets brought up, Carrie just starts becoming this emotional woman. (laughs) It's uh, so sweet. My goodness. Really... Carrie loves big. That's all there yeah. is to it. There, it really is. And I don't really understand what big's reticence really is. I mean, cause he seems so willing to, to commit to other women. What is it about Carrie that makes him, cause he means marrying all these women uh, so it's not like he's somebody that's in general afraid of commitment, like we were talking about with, say, Ben Affleck's character in He's Just Not Into You. Uh, he seems very fine with commitment, so I just don't understand why he doesn't just go for it with Carrie. The only thing that I can, the mental gymnastics that I can think of with that, and this is like a toxic thing to think of for people who are holding out hope that someone will change their mind, but it's almost like he knows that if he is with Carrie, it is forever. And I think even big, probably with even his marriages, doesn't even really think that on some level, you know, Mm -hmm. because he gets divorced pretty easily too. Yeah. I mean, I guess he doesn't want to have that happen with, uh, with Carrie, but I don't know. There's just a certain point where it's just like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. And also to that point, it's not just that he won't marry her. Like he has had a hard time even like committing to being her like real true blue boyfriend. Yeah. Yep. Or even, I mean, as we saw in the iconic uh, McDonald's episode, even talking to her about his plans, you know, that's weird. I would, I, I would like tell, I would just discuss it with people I know. Like it wouldn't even be like, you know, I don't, I just think it's funny the way he doesn't even let her in a little bit. Yeah. So it's interesting though, that Carrie has this, this just innate emotional reaction. And there are things, there are topics, which just, I think do that for all of us. Like for me, I just can't talk about my grandpa, my, my mom's dad, um, without crying. I, he passed away in 2001. And I still miss him every day. And I, I, it's just one of those, like he loved so unconditionally and he was just the most Christ-like person I've ever met in my life. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I struggle even now I, I, I struggle. Um, I, I think we all have those things that it's just, 
we can't talk about at, at, at the time. Oh, well, I, sorry. I was going to ask a follow-up and then I was like, maybe I should at, at the time though. Like it, I'm sure it was like overwhelming grief. Like in oh, the beginning. Yeah. well, yeah. it was really hard. You know, they say things comes in threes, but 2001 was a very difficult year for me because, uh, my cousin passed away who I was very close with. And, uh, and then my, um, my grandpa passed away and it was a good thing in the sense that he was starting to have Alzheimer's and, and, it, but that doesn't mean you miss them any less just because, you know, it was a good thing. Uh, and, and then I actually had another cousin who passed away in that September from, from drug, uh, related things, um, which was very sad. And, uh, and then September 11th happened, it was just like this ins- insane year. Like, for- okay, the hits keep coming. Let's yeah. not- <laughs> It was hard. It was really hard. Uh, but, um, uh, but yeah. And I went from having never had anybody in my life pass away to just this intense year. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I still miss him. I mean, I'm very grateful that I had, uh, those years of college where I was close and we would go every Sunday, basically my sister and I would go every Sunday to, to visit my grandparents and, and uh, have dinner with them. And I have so many special memories of that. And also my cousin who, who passed away, uh, we had gone and we, we did a lot together, but we had particularly that, uh, Christmas, my, my other, my grandma on my other side, uh, we, uh, we had done a trip with me my cousin and my grandma to New York city and we the Rockettes. And uh, that's why when I went to see, and also the music man, and that's why when I went to see it this last time, I got really emotional because it reminded me of that trip uh, and getting to see the the music man. And, and, you know, that's just a really special memory. And we had no idea. My, my cousin had had kind of chronic poor health, but mm-hmm. she'd been doing so well uh, that it, it did kind of uh, surprise us that it, it, it that and when she passed away and she just passed away in her sleep. Uh, and that was a, you know, a big, a big surprise. And, but we were just so grateful that we had taken the time to have that trip, uh, and, uh, to, you know, to make memories, uh, because, you know, none of us would have guessed that four months later she would be gone. So, yeah. And I mean, I think we all, we all, or at least I had the tendency to be like, Oh, things are busy. We'll do it another time. We'll do another time. And, you know, it's, it's, just like, well, no, especially now is what we have, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And I think the pandemic taught us a lot about that too. It's like, don't put off doing anything that you can do, uh, because you never know when everything's going to close down Yeah, and you're not going to be able to do it. So, yeah. And it's, well, it's difficult. Yeah. Grief is not linear either. So like you said, at any time, like things can pop up with that. So yeah. And it's, it's hard to feel like I, that's what I like, like about Carrie in this episode, like there's something so endearing about the way her emotions are just like right on the surface, mm-hmm. but it's hard. Would, did it surprise you at all that she became this emotional person? No, I, I mean, she loves that man. Yeah, She, she loves that man. And I think that like some of Carrie's self-protectiveness and I get it. Cause you know, I roll it big half the time comes from the fact that she like, it's almost like if she needs to like push big away, it's, she can like sort of 
not hate him in any real sense, but like be angry and have those antagonistic feelings towards him. But mm-hmm. when it actually comes down to what it would be like without him, to be honest with you, Rachel, I got a little emotional watching this knowing what happens in and just like that when he's talking about being in their 70s and I, I just got so emotional yeah like, I know oh, they do end up together but they don't have they don't have those years and he does have a heart thing and oh I know it's got me it got me yeah I do love her dress in this in the first hospital scene she's kind of a oh with like a, the little green bra thing in the mm-hmm. back yeah yeah it was a cool interesting back uh, it was striped. I liked the color on her. It was a nice color. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was a pretty dress. And uh, yeah, I, I, again, we've talked about this before, but sometimes people are critical of women getting emotional. You know, that scene is a weakness as a, uh, but uh, I, I obviously don't subscribe to that. And uh, I think it's nice when our characters are, aren't just like Autobots, you know, and they have emotion and they, they uh, don't have perfect control over their, how they feel. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch Mm -hmm. either. Um, well, we also have Samantha being frustrating. (laughs) Uh, Smith just wants to hold her hand and she's, uh, she's frustrating. I don't know what her problem is because she, it's so interesting because she can be so needy and yes. want, you know, people like Richard to, to, to have be more doting on her and to be in more of a traditional relationship with her. But then when Smith wants to hold her hand and she's like, Oh, I'm just not that girl. And I love the fact that he's like, this is stupid. You need to let me hold your hand. I, I mean, I obviously am a Smith Stan, I just think he's so good for her. Yeah. He's like, no, this, no, we're not, we're not doing this. I I'm smart enough to know what you're doing. I'm not like missing it, but we're not going to do this. And he doesn't even act hurt about it. He sees her for who she is. She said she's scared. Now what I will say, the antics of her falling in that like open grate. Yeah. I mean, horrifying <laughs> if it really pit. happened in New York, but the vegetable pit made me laugh so yeah. hard and she was so funny like this madcap comedy i loved it <laughs> yeah and i like i think it was carrie says life is short you might want to hold his hands and uh and then samantha says i have a broken toe not a broken spirit <laughs> yes <laughs> yes so good that was it was funny uh i was glad that she got her uh she paid a price for being so so frustrating <laughs> Yeah, it's like, girl, I don't know what your problem is. You're just holding his hand. You're not marrying the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it, like sometimes she makes it seem like she does want a more traditional relationship. So she's just kind of all over the place. She would be a very frustrating person to date, I think. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then we also have Robert getting Miranda to take a day off. And, uh, and then Steve comes in on them uh, and he breaks his nose. <laughs> it's just like super awkward and then robert puts tampons in his nose <laughs> i mean this is classic it's like the hot doctor sticking tampons <laughs> up steve's nose and he's just standing there feeling like just like a total buffoon i guess this is also another thing that would be different like in in our cell phone era the way we use them 
even if he was sure Miranda wasn't there, he would text like, hey, running by your place to pick up Brady's whatever Brady, whatever mm-hmm. he forgot of Brady. Like, it's kind of bonkers that Steve is just like letting himself in her house. It's also bonkers that Robert let himself in her house. I'd be like, why are you doing this? Like, mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm a very, um, even though I've always lived with roommates or with a partner, like, even now I'll ask Alex to text me when he's coming home. Cause I don't like being surprised with people. I don't know. Like I'm introverted in that way. And I don't really want surprises. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's cute that he's actually cooking for her yeah, that was nice. and everything. And, uh, this, she doesn't do the, the cookies next episode, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Cookies next. Yeah. Um, it's true. Uh, but <laughs> the, I mean, I do think that that Steve obviously should have knocked. Um, yeah. and, uh, but he didn't know that anybody was home. He assumes so he's I, at work and I get it. Cause she's always know. at work, but, uh, that Miranda has never taken a personal day. Oh my gosh. Someone help this woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just that's wrong. No. I mean, you actually are hurting yourself as, uh, as like they've shown over and over again that, rested uh vacationed employees perform better than than employees who never take a personal day yeah so it's actually even bad for the firm yeah that would i don't be know the why argument she i would use yeah absolutely be like can we please get me some days off <laughs> yes um so then we also have charlotte uh, so she ends up going to this acupuncturist dr mal and is a little cringy how they kind of treat Eastern medicine in this is a little, um, but the whole idea is that you have to shut out the noise, the New York noise, which is why, uh, when, uh, when, uh, Samantha gets so upset about the, um, and they know that episode with the, um, loud people outside. <sighs> yes. Yeah, sorry. And it's just like, she probably wouldn't even hear that. I mean, there's people no. like, lived in New York for a long time you would not notice that you get used to the noise that becomes part of your background in your yeah. like, white noise yeah mm-hmm. yeah and she says that that's the signature sound of New York is the ambulance siren and uh, Carrie says how dangerous is an open heart <laughs> just kidding it's cheesy but cute cheesy but cute yes <laughs> um we also have so Bitsy is pregnant with Bobby's child Bitsy, and, Bobby, and baby. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she uh, is older. So it's, I, I think they say she's almost 50 uh, for, to be able to, to get pregnant. Uh, and uh, it was a little weird that they were, they're like, well, he's gay, but that doesn't have anything to do with being able to get anybody pregnant or not. <laughs> Again, this is like a little bit problematic, like yeah, the time where you're just really like, is. okay, girls, I, you'll learn someday. Yeah. You'll, you'll you'll learn and then you'll overcorrect and then just like that. And it'll yes. it'll be messy in a totally different way. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so but Charlotte learns to block out New York noise and and uh then Bitsy talks to Miranda. And, uh, and so, uh, Steve, Steve gets to a point where he almost is saying something to Miranda, but he stops when he sees Robert and, uh, but we do have Miranda finally meeting Debbie 
in this episode. Yes. And I love this. And this is where you see that Miranda and Steve, how perfect and funny they are together. Miranda mm-hmm. has an incident where she falls over in front of Debbie. And it's just like, oh, these two crazy kids just need to get together. I also really like the way Debbie, the character and how she's played because she's not, it's not like she's superficial or dumb, but she's just not like, doesn't have the depth that like you would see for Steve or the connection, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and it's tough to compare because you have somebody who is in a new relationship with Steve yeah. versus Miranda who has all of this history. Yes. So how do you even compare? Exactly. It's like, you can't, they have a child together and they have, like you said, years of history. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting that uh, the girl who played Debbie, it's like the only thing she's done. You know what? I was actually meant to ask you about that because I was thinking how good she is and how cute and how I'd like to see her mm-hmm. in other things. And we have seen that even people who've had like little tiny spots on here are actors that work a lot, but we just, she hasn't done anything else. No, uh, there's one other movie that she's in. That's it. Just these three oh. episodes. And yeah, that was surprising to me yeah. as well. Yeah. But, um, then we have, uh, yeah, I think actually we covered everything. Oh, well, we have uh, Carrie bring over the dominoes and, and she's in the candy striper outfit. She looks so cute. Yeah, she does. She, she's adorable. She always wears costumes for big and he thinks it's weird, but I love it. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and they're putting up the dominoes and she's not doing it right. And if you want to see a kind of a fun little documentary, uh, there's this documentary called Lily topples the world, which is all about, there's a YouTuber, our name's Lily. I, I don't know what her YouTube channel is, but she does these amazing domino things. Huge. Like Lily the, topples the, the world. Room. Lily topples the world. It's on, um, I think it's on discovery plus if you have, if you have that, but uh, but, uh, but anyway, it's, if you want to see some really amazing dominoes and also yes. uh, just, it's a cute little, get to know her documentary. Um, but they, they have the Charlotte's trying to pay attention and the Cuba liberation front is being loud outside. It's kind of funny. <laughs> kind of best. Dr. Mao, you're going yes. to have to learn to block out the New York, not New, New York noise. So what do you think one to 10 about this episode? I really liked this. I, it's not one of my favorite favorites, but I thought that there was something really sweet about Carrie coming to terms about some things with big and how his heart is open at one point, but then like she sees the window closing and how he's kind of closed off then the next morning. Um, I would give this one a 7.5, I think. Yeah. Cause we do have big saying, what are we doing? Life is too short. And then the next morning, Big's heart had closed again, which is just like, ah, you're so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would give it more like a seven. Yeah. This one's just like not my, not my favorite, but it has its moments. Uh, We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. If you love Hallmark Royal Romances, you'll be swept away by To Win a Prince, an Africa set royal romance novel. When a fashion designer is forced to work alongside the prince who portrayed her best friend, she must stop herself from falling before she's too far gone. This book has all the best tropes, enemies to lovers, forced proximity, and grumpy sunshine. 
if you're looking for a romance that will have you enchanted from the first page to the last, To Win a Prince must be added to the top of your to-be-read pile. Get 40% off and free shipping at bakerbookhouse.com when you purchase To Win a Prince or In Search of a Prince with a promo code HMSHILOH40. That's bakerbookhouse.com code HMSHILOH40. This was the next episode is called One and it was the mid-season finale uh because they've kind of broken up into two halves for this one and uh, this is our meet meet cute i guess with alexander uh and we also have you know charlotte uh charlotte thinks she's pregnant she has a miscarriage uh so and then we have brady's first birthday party which has all kinds of shenanigans so uh, overall what do you think of this episode Okay, so Alexander is my least favorite of her suitors of all time. Um, Mm -hmm. Probably because I know where it goes, but also just because he's just not my cup of tea. I'm not into this, like, uh, there's so much pretense there for me. Mm -hmm. But this is a fun episode um, with their meet cute. I love the the artist that they're watching. Reminds me of... um, Marina M. M. I hope I'm saying her name right. Marina M. Bra- Abravanovic. Mm-hmm. Abra- Do you know who this is? I hope I probably am butchering her name. I'm definitely butchering her name, but she has done all of these things where she like sits um, in a museum and she just like stares for hours and people come mm-hmm. up to her and like they stare in her eyes and she doesn't react. Like it's this really fascinating thing. So I think that like she cool. does that in real life. Oh yeah. Like this is like a real, actually, I want to make sure I'm saying her name, right? Maria. Hold on. Sorry. I want to, and she, she doesn't really look like that. Um, okay. It's Marina Abramovic. She's a Serbian conceptual and performance artist. And she does, um, she does all of these things in these, um, museums that are exercises like this mm-hmm. and it's fascinating to watch, but I thought that was a cool concept for how they met. Um, I think Charlotte's beautifully dealing with like one of the hardest things that anyone would have to have, have to go through. I love of course, Brady's birthday. So I thought this was a jam packed episode full of like a lot of fun, interesting things. What did, what did you think? Yeah, about I mean, it? it makes you wonder how they came up with this whole plot because so Alexander is played by, uh, and I'm going to butcher his name. I'm sorry, but it's Mikhail Barishnovkov, um, who actually, it's okay. We're right. We're right with each other here. This episode, <laughs> this is the really the only like acting, one of the only acting performances that he, he has done that doesn't involve dance in some way. He was evidently one of the most famous dancers, uh, ever um he uh, was the preeminent male classical dancer of the 1970s and 1980s uh and like also a person more <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i think that they don't have any chemistry and i mean you probably feel the fact that he's never acted before so i, I think it was a it was an odd choice um uh, for them to pick him i don't really kind of i wonder what they were thinking or why they why they went the way that they went um, I mean, I guess there, this whole thing with 
Carrie, we'll see in the next episode the whole thing with the the lover thing. Love I mean, that. they were trying to give a, maybe a different dynamic that she hadn't really dated anybody like that before. But uh, I don't know. It just, I agree. It it doesn't really work. Um, but uh, and it's a weird kind of relationship to kind of end the. I mean, I, the the last part of the show to end with her with him. And then obviously the ending ending is different, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's a, it was a strange choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the biggest problem is, yeah, they just don't have any chemistry. And like, in addition to not having any chemistry, you think about burger and I sort of was like, yes, there were all the things wrong with burger, but you saw they connected because they're both writers. Yeah. Carrie doesn't even seem to be interested in art and she's not. And he seems to dismiss what she does. And I'm not saying you have to have the same career as your partner, or even the same interests, but like, maybe don't be so dismissive of what they do. Also, by the way, this Marina Bravik that I was talking about, she did the, the, the installation, the artist is present. It wasn't until 2010. So it's so mind boggling that this came before what she did. Like oh. I thought they gained inspiration from what she did and put it in here. Like, you oh, know, like all the New York stuff is like, you know, it's Soho house and they're going mm-hmm. out at this club or they're going to this restaurant. But yeah, this happened after sex and the city. So I just, I'm mind boggled oh, by that's that. Weird. I wish yeah. she was inspired by sex in the city. Yeah. But, but again, they go to this, this installation, as you say, um, I thought Carrie's dress was so weird in this scene. I mean, I guess she's supposed to be sort of artistic, but it looked like she was wearing a scarf. Yeah. Yeah. It was so odd. This dress. I bet her hair looked cute. I like that. She had a different little, like kind of like swept away hairdo, but yeah. Yeah. She wasn't wearing Heidi hair at least, but But it was, I don't know. I just had an extremely strange dress. It was like, she was out of clothes and had to throw something together last minute. So she just put a scarf over her. I don't know. I didn't get brand for Carrie. (laughs) Uh, Then we have Robert coming over. He brings a pizza and a cookie. He says there's a special cookie. And and then he has to leave. And so Miranda finds the cookie and the cookie says, I love you. And she starts eating it like a crazy person. (laughs) Did this make you want cookies? Like I much prefer savory over sweet stuff, but I was Uh like, I could use a cookie pizza right now. (laughs) I mean, mean, it is frustrating because Miranda's just like, I can't say I love you. Like Jules and Mimi say I love you. Miranda can't say it to Steve. Miranda can't say it to Robert. Everyone else seems to be able to say it. I don't exactly know what's holding Miranda back from saying it. It's not like you're signing it in blood. You know, I I mean, yes, it is important to mean it when you say it, but it doesn't have to mean everything. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm not sure what she's so afraid of as far as relationships. I, yeah, I I don't, I don't really know with Miranda and Miranda and Samantha actually have some really similar, um, like avoidant attachment issues that they're really Mm -hmm. afraid of getting close to people. Yeah. Yeah. And Carrie says, we are always looking for that one thing to make our lives complete. And I do think that that's true. I'll never forget. There is, um, a speaker at church one time when he talked about how his son was going away to high school 
and I mean, not to college, they were talking about his son was going away to college and he, he realized that he had spent too much time of this child's life waiting for the next thing to happen. Oh, he's going to be walking soon. Oh, he's going to be, he's going to be going to, you know, to school soon. He's always going to be, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And here now his son was leaving the house, you know, and and it was just a really like human tragic kind of sad moment. And I've always thought about that, that it is so easy to be like, okay, uh, the, the next thing I can't wait till that happens. And then, and then you, when you're experiencing it, you sometimes get so caught up in creating, you know, social media or in, in that you don't even absorb when it actually happens. And then you're waiting for the next thing to happen. And uh, I think that's, that is a, a very easy minefield to get caught in. Hey, this is David from the Piecing It Together podcast, a podcast about movies and the movies that inspire them. For over four years each week, a guest and I take a look at a new movie through the lens of what other movies we think were either an influence or connect in some other way. It's a fun, unique way to discuss films that leads to a great list of other movies to check out that either explore the same themes and ideas or maybe utilize similar filmmaking techniques including special episodes in our side series that twist the format. We've done over 200 episodes, so there's bound to be one on a film you've been thinking about and want to dig deeper into. So check us out on all the major podcasting apps and at piecingpod.com. And it's hard. Being present can Mm -hmm. sometimes feel scary. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So I totally get that. Like Charlotte, you know, thing and the baby will, you know, sort of solve everything. And uh, the Carrie, you know, wanting the relationship with Big. Uh, and I feel like Carrie uh, is just in relationships with people like Alexander to just, well, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I can't be with Big. So, well, oh, well, this yeah. is something. And, uh, and, the uh the, that whole russian food dinner thing <laughs> was interesting <laughs> carrie gets herself into all sorts of yeah. situations <laughs> i did like the fashion uh then when miranda and carrie are talking and carrie has a um a a cute little sundress i guess you'd say yeah uh, blue uh, uh spaghetti straps uh, and, and then Miranda has a white skirt with a belt and a um kind of tie-dye purple red uh white shirt mm-hmm. uh, that I liked and then you have uh you have I love the fact that Harry called Carrie that was very sweet I oh, thought good man yeah and uh and so then she goes over and then Charlotte is watching the E True Hollywood story on Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> I love the inspiration she finds here. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. And uh, and then, yeah, because it's Brady's birthday party and she doesn't want to go because it's going to make her think about the miscarriage. Um, but then she puts on this uh, adorable pink oh, dress. So with cute. A black belt that looked great on her. Her hair looked great up in a, a top do mm-hmm. and uh it was a it was a good charlotte moment 
It was. And it shows that she's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to pick myself up and dust myself off mm-hmm. and go back out there again. Yeah. Well, and, and so it was kind of funny when Carrie gets to the party and she's like, I thought they said no clowns. <laughs> yes. Steve's mother evidently wants the clown. <laughs> there are no other kids at the party, but she got the clown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poor clowns they're just trying to, to cheer everybody up they and are. and uh and everybody hates them <laughs> they don't know how scary they are are you scared of clowns no not particularly yeah but uh <laughs> they're fine are you no also and no. also not particularly i don't love them but i don't have like an aversion to them no but i haven't seen a lot of those scary movies so that's same, part same. Of it. that's probably why you and i don't have that <laughs> yes. deep-seated fear mm-hmm and then Steve and Miranda say, I say, I love you in the closet or wherever they're at there. The, and, uh, that was very sweet, very iconic moment. I, one of my favorite moments in this is when you know they've been kissing and Miranda's lipstick's all messed up and Magda comes in and, um, Miranda's like, look at the candle Steve got. And like Magda's face, it's like, she approves <laughs> and it, I, I got all the feels, of course, because of, and just like that, and knowing the actress has passed away and knowing that Steve and Miranda aren't together. Oh, yeah. And like, but I, that moment, I was like, she played it so brilliantly and I just loved it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's the end of the episode. Like I said, it ends with Carrie going to dinner uh, at the Russian restaurant yes. with Alexander and uh and so yeah this episode is pretty fun i'd give it an eight i think yeah not a not a standout standout super epic iconic one but so many fun things going on Uh and you know brandon steve it's all happening don't don't you wish that we could get jules and mimi (laughs) i wish that i could watch that show i'm curious i mean we've we've seen so much venom brandon's tv i feel like we've watched a lot of jules and mimi (laughs) at this point I mean, don't make, and just like that, make Jules and Mimi. Make Jules and Mimi. That's what the people need. Yes. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. All right. The last episode is called Let There Be Light. And uh, we have Alexander Bean uh kind of weird i don't know i i I don't know if it's just a cultural difference but it's just awkward Uh, he hasn't 
didn't contact her that much. And then all of a sudden three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. It's a long time. And then they go for a walk and he doesn't get any of her jokes, but he's evidently swoon worthy because Carrie thinks that she wants to have a lover. I'm going to take a lover. Yeah. This is, this is again, like peak Carrie Bradshaw that I can't tell if it's charming or annoying, but I'm okay with mm-hmm. it. Lava. But I liked her outfit during the walk because yeah. she has this kind of shiny blue top and purple pants. And then this, uh, this, um, coat, I guess, uh, jacket, uh, this jacket, this it's gold jacket. I don't know. It just looked, I like her in strong colors. It looked good on her. It looked really um, good. And her hair looks amazing on this walk. Yeah. I think. And I think she's just sort of fascinated by Alexander. I think, I think you're right. Rachel. Yeah, like it's just less different. of an attraction and more just like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and I think she's also confused as are all of us about why he likes her. Not because she's not amazing, but like, mm-hmm. and I get Charlotte's married and I'm not saying that, but like, he'd be more interested. I would think in someone like Charlotte who gets what he does and appreciates him. And, but like, it's kind of like, you don't get her jokes. You don't get all the stuff about Carrie that makes like someone wanted to like yeah. big well, does actually get Carrie. Yeah. Well, it feels like all he's interested in is, is her appearance. Yeah. Which really. I get. She's, she's yeah. a hot lady. But. <laughs> uh, yeah. They go to this fragrance place and, uh, <laughs> They have cucumber, basil, peppermint, musk, pomegranate, patchouli, and apples and hay. Uh, this is are, you, are you feeling any of, of those? You know, I have to say, Rachel, I'm not, but uh, <laughs> I love how Charlotte's like trying to find her perfect scent and is so committed. Are you like yeah. any of those scents? No, not really. I, I, I have a couple, I have, you know, some perfume, but nothing that I wear on like a regular basis. And I do agree about that. Why do you, why do you want to smell like salad? Yeah, I I would, I like salad, but I don't Mm. want to smell like one. Yeah. I mean, when, uh, Bath and Body Works was at their peak, I remember everybody's like, they had hair and apple and I'm like, why do I want to smell like that? I don't know. It's weird. I did, I did buy the, into the country uh, apple though. I will say <laughs> I did. Yeah. The cucumber basil, like that's just weird. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, and the cucumber, I, I do not like it when, pe- when people flavor stuff with cucumber, yeah. like cucumber water and stuff like that. I've had, Gross. you know, what's weird. Put anything in water and I'll like it. Like I love cucumber water, lemon water, like all that. Like I love an infused water, but like, it's kind of funny that like, you would want that to be your signature scent with basil. <laughs> I do not like cucumber flavored things. I do you like cucumber mm, though. Like just I do like cucumbers, it. but just not, I don't know. It's just too, it has this sort of soapy kind of taste yeah. to me. And I don't like it. Uh, the other day I accidentally bought a water that was cucumber flavored and I'm like, Oh no. Did you, did you power <laughs> through it or were you just like, no, I powered no. through it. Cause I was so- like, well, I need, I need this. So. <laughs> but it's gross. Don't I'm want like, it. Whoever thought this was a good idea. I don't understand. Hydration. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And then we have uh, the, cause it's been now a couple of weeks, right? Uh, and so Miranda and Steve are together and Robert walks into the elevator. He is not happy. No, he's very upset about it and uh and then 
Steve's moving his stuff in with Miranda. And so they're going, they're, they, I think it's once, once you finally decide to be together, when you've had as much history as them, it's just like, let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. We're, we're, and we have a kid. We want to be together. What's, why are yeah. we doing this? And so he moves his stuff in. And before they can get it all up to the apartment, his TV gets smashed. And so he thinks the Robert did it. And to be real, uh, there's no way Robert smashed this TV. Uh, yeah. If you know Robert for two minutes, there's no way. But I also feel like it would take a lot. I mean, those TVs were thick, like the glass. I mean, it's not something I feel like now when with HD and stuff like that, it would be way easier to crack a TV, yes, yes. but not back then. And so somebody was really mad. Yeah. Because it's I, not just that they stole the TV that they I would find more destroyed it, destroyed it. Well, so Steve kind of almost admits he's like, maybe I bumped it. It's like you did bump it, Steve, and you know you bumped it. <laughs> like that's how I I don't think he's lying. I've had these things before because I'm clumsy, where I've been like you no, don't break can... a TV like that from just bumping it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But do you think Robert did it? No, I don't think he did it, but I don't know who did it. And they didn't, yeah. I think it, they didn't really answer it. I agree. So, I think they should have like I don't know followed that up on. at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so uh, Steve goes to talk to Robert and uh, Robert has lots of women, seems perfectly happy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's I'm, still upset. I, he's mad at Miranda, but he seems to have moved on as far as relationships. I was cackling when she's like, he's so in love with me, Steve. I'm like, he's yeah. so in love with me. And then Steve makes the very kind, gracious gesture of not telling Miranda that he's Robert's going to be fine. Yeah. Well, and they say if Miranda and Steve had a frank had a fragrance, it would be called perfection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, and this together. is why we are all mad about and just like that. It's just it just didn't make sense. It did what, not make sense, Steve's behavior. And I'm hoping behavior. that they do um in the in the next season is I think it is very it is a great plot line if Miranda is exploring her sexuality or like needs to talk to Steve about it. But I think the fact that Steve would not be aware of it. Mm-hmm. And that walking around like, oh, I'm a dumb dumb. And then that she would try and erase their past rather than being like, hey, I'm going through this. Can we talk about it? And mm-hmm. can we maybe like go to couples counseling or like, like just things rather than being like, oh, none of that mattered. And he's a total buffoon who I've never connected with in that way. Like yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, and that he would go 10 years without having sex with his wife and not think it's a problem. It oh just gosh, doesn't make right. sense. You're right. Because they haven't had sex. It's not like a recent thing. That's since she met Che. Yeah. It's that they haven't been for 10 years. Yeah. All they've done is had the ice cream dates, which I mean, I like yeah. some ice cream, but come on, come on. It, the, of course that would be a problem. It's just common sense. Um, it's also so- seeming like aside from, cause like aside from like, they're saying they're not having sex. It's not even like they're like being affectionate. Like they're yeah. sitting next well, to and not even like cream. aware that that's a problem. Yes. It yeah. just doesn't make sense. And mm-hmm. so I hope that they fix Steve in this, yeah. <laughs> just like that, that they Me realize too. that we're all, and it also feels extra cringy. The fact that he does have a, like a disability 
and the, yes. so the way his character is treated is just it's bad it's just bad yeah. so hopefully they fix that big time i think the fans have spoken so i hope they yeah, listen i know uh so um carrie stays over she has a a good night with alexander uh loves his apartment and then it is the a nice morning, apartment yeah and the next uh morning wakes up and he's got all these people there and uh, he's making her pancakes um i don't know do you, i it, it would have been nice since he said making breakfast if he also said on the note people are coming over or something like that i hated this I hated this so much. I'm sorry. What you say is, um, by the way, you say this the night before I'd love for you to stay over, Mm. but just so you know, my team comes over at seven 30. So they'll be here. They'll be kind of loud and on the phone. And also like, you know, if we'll be Mm -hmm. having breakfast, they'll be hanging out. No, I'm sorry. This was unacceptable. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was, it was, it was just weird. I and mean, that's the thing with Alexander is he's just weird. He is weird. He is. He's strange. And I don't think he considers anyone but himself. If you think about it, three weeks without communicating with someone, even if you were mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'm swamped for the next three weeks. I'm in, I'm out of town. I'm busy. I have a project to work on. All you need to do is communicate that, but he's mm-hmm. so self-centered. Yeah. And uh, he, he's, he seems to think, oh, he's making pancakes. And so that's all that's needed. But I mean, that's nice. I mean, people making me breakfast, uh, there's a few things I love more than someone making me breakfast, but, but <laughs> you still have to communicate and I don't know. He's just awkward. It's just, he's awkward and, uh, they don't have any chemistry. So again, it's a very weird relationship to kind of end the season on. It's so surprising when Sarah Jessica Parker has chemistry with lots of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she had chemistry with David Duchovny, you know, right. she had chemistry with Berger. She had chemistry with Aiden. Like uh, the list goes on and on. Sarah Jessica Parker has chemistry with almost anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then we have Samantha. She doesn't want to go to like parties and do stuff with Smith, but he gets invited to a party hosted by Richard. Uh, so she says, Oh, well, I want to go to that one. <laughs> and uh, he doesn't know about their relationship. Mm-hmm. Smith doesn't know about their relationship with Richard and Samantha. Um, but she shows up at the club and, uh, and then Richard is jealous of Smith. And what did you think about this whole scene? So Samantha says, you go play with your friends. I'll play with mine. Okay. So this is one of those episodes and moments that I will always remember. And remember the first time I saw it, it gutted me. I actually think that the, that Kim Cattrall is brilliant in this whole moment. You actually see like how broken she is. And when she's having sex with Richard and she's looking all vacant. And then when she comes off, she's crying in the elevator and she comes off the elevator and like small falls into Smith's arms. And it's just like, I don't know why I'm doing this to you. And you just see, like, you just see someone who's like broken. And part of me, I know I should be angry for the way that she's treating Smith, but you just, I don't know all I can have for her. And I think it's because the way Kim Cattrall plays it is empathy at this moment. It she just seems so lost. What did you think about it? 
Boy, I mean, she really pushes it. Uh, She is just mean. And it's tough, but it is so sweet when he is waiting there and says, I just wanted to make sure you got home safe. I I mean, he really is the perfect man. He's so thoughtful. He's so handsome. He's so sweet. He's confident. Uh, I don't know. He's, he's just absolutely great. And also like, you know, he's strong and principled in his convictions that he doesn't drink. Like, you know, I think, I think it's, um, like I'm not drinking right now, but you know, I've drank in the past and sometimes I like drank too much and I'm like, Oh, this is bad for me. And, um, and like not on a regular basis, but alcohol is tricky. Like you Mm -hmm. have to be, um, and I think he's just so confident. He's so confident, confident in his choices. He's confident in his relationship. And it's just very, he is just a great character. Yeah. And you're talking about, you know, Samantha being mean to him and pushing it. I totally agree. And I think even other little things like, you know, I'm not saying she has to stop drinking, but maybe when she's going to a party for him, she could not be slinging him back with Richard. She could maybe like on that night, not drink with him. You know what I mean? Go out with the girls, have some cocktails, but you're with, Smith at his event like mm-hmm. I just think she could go a long way to be sensitive to him and then she really like you said like sticks the knife in and twists it but it's like she realizes that's not what she she's running from Smith because he is so good to her and she's afraid she's gonna mess it up but be, being afraid of messing it up you're messing it up yeah and she says I hate myself for doing this to you I don't know what's wrong with me so yeah I I think that she can just be a very um, self-absorbed selfish person and I think she would be a very difficult person to be in a relationship with but then you know she has those moments where she kind of realizes it and is trying to do better so she is you know she's like all these characters are you know flawed characters but uh but it was a tough that was I I I'm just the kind of person that has a harder time uh, ho- uh like holding a grudge and and uh and being so forgiving on like Smith. Uh, but I think I would struggle with, you know, somebody saying something like that to me you go play with your friends. Ooh. That was rough. Yeah, it was rough. Like, Oh, and look on his face when Smith is like, can I come? Like most other people, like, I'd be like, what the heck is this? Like, I'm not even going to ask, like, I'd be mm-hmm. angry, but he's like, can I come? Like, he's really, trying to give her every benefit of the doubt and uh mm-hmm. samantha don't mess this up again yeah it was a a perfect moment for his character i mean yeah. it was just i wanted to make sure you got home safe i don't know if there is such a perfect man <laughs> i mean that really exists, someone that looks but... like a greek god like that yeah. i'll tell you that no i mean it's just he really he really is such a good person and I love that they made him a good person instead of making him a dum-dum or making him self-absorbed he's just a good guy yeah I agree Uh, so then Anthony and Charlotte are talking and Anthony is not into hearing about all of the ins and outs of Charlotte's infertility struggles I get it she's but Charlotte always has something going with that like I get it and he's like can we talk about anything else this is if you came fall somewhere between your ovaries and my boredom 
fair. Just hilarious. I get it. And she's like, oh, yeah. I think th- that's a, kind of a frustrating topic because you want to hear, the person wants to talk about it because it's so overwhelming a part of their life, but there's nothing really the other person can kind of add to the conversation except be like they're there you know like I'm sorry you're having this there's nothing really the other person can say or do to help the situation except for just say that sucks I'm sorry yeah sometimes that's all you need but I don't know it's a tough topic whereas like other stuff you can share kind of your insight and perspective and maybe I guess if you've gone through infertility you might have something but even then like every journey is so different that I feel like it's just a weird conversation kind of thing plus it's just so intimate and so personal yeah and like yeah I agree with you I think maybe if it was at least someone who was struggling with the same thing even though it's a different journey there could be Mm -hmm. more of a camaraderie but he's just like save me from this please (laughs) (laughs) yes uh so yeah that's basically the episode uh I think this was a pretty fun episode uh I give it an eight yeah, I think so too. I think that like, you know, season six is really strong. Um, it's almost like, how can they wrap this up? And how many more episodes do we have? Seven? No. Um, let's see. So this is episode, uh, yes, we have seven, seven left. It's like, how are they going to, I feel like we have so much more to do with the girls. Yes. So we have, uh, we have what is it just we have 14 15 16 and then we have two episodes of two so yeah. we have three up three three recaps left of the show it's crazy so let us know what you think of these three episodes we'd love to hear your thoughts and you can find us at city girls pod on twitter make sure to check that out or you can leave comments in the comment section and jacks how can people find you at jacqueline c tweets on twitter and jacqueline collier on instagram Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. Check that out. Also, make sure you're following uh, the podcast, the Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews five stars. It really helps us a lot. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group and merch store where you can get City Girls Pod merch. So check that out. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. Bye.